curious, competitive, compassionate. Salespeople are drawn to their careers in much the same way musicians are drawn to music. Once you've learned the language of sales, the beauty is in your ability to personally interpret what you've learned to suit your personality, your interest, and your skill. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the So You're In Sales podcast, where we consider ways to grow as people as we advance in our careers and learn firsthand from those ahead of us on the path to accelerate our journey. I'm lucky to get to talk every two weeks with entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders, authors, and people of all walks of life, each with a unique story to share and a look at their lessons along the way. Prepare to be educated, informed, entertained, and inspired. This is the So You're In Sales Podcast. The So You're In Sales Podcast is sponsored by Social Good Promotions. Social Good Promotions was founded on the premise that any business can stand out from their competition when they are doing things they really believe in. True success these days is measured by the ways your employees feel about working for you and the ways your business is making the community a better place. Ultimately, it's about the ways you and your business will be remembered. If you're looking to grow your sales revenue while activating social good at the same time, we'll be your favorite marketing partner ever. Book a meeting with us at socialgoodpromotions.com, follow us on Instagram at sogoodpromo, and let's get connected. We've done great work using our unique and effective strategy. Let us show you how. Now, on with the show. We've all been under some version of a shelter-in-place restriction long enough for attention to turn away from the moments of the day-to-day, and instead, it seems people are starting to consider how they will return to the business of doing business once these restrictions are lifted. There's lots of variables to consider, but it's clear to me that business leaders are already calculating how to safely return to work, and the ways promotional marketing factor into those plans are the topic I consider with my guest, Mandy Rudd from Brand Energy Marketing out in Kansas City. Mandy has a huge heart, she's incredibly knowledgeable, and her perspectives have a healthy dose of optimism. So I couldn't think of a better person to bring on to make some sense of what is seemingly a nonsensical situation. I think it was a valuable listen. I hope you will too. Give it a listen. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I, as you said, I mean, it's, I've enjoyed getting to know you through social media over the last six, seven, eight months, and then to meet you in person for the first time uh, at Expo, which seems like six years ago. Oh, right. Uh, and immediately the hug, you know, which, yeah. which I love and I miss that part. And totally. now we're, what, on two boards together? And, yeah. Yeah. It's the way it works. It's the law of attraction. So today, what we thought you and I might talk about is the notion of reinvention. So um, as we are recording this, uh, we are a day after the presidential announcement for the rules on how he'll allow or or suggest to uh, our governors in the states that we all reside what the federal government would like to see happen with respect to the reopening of the economy. So and I think for those of us who are in sales, we have uh, a predisposition to, to uh, abhor inactivity. So the idea of having to have been somewhat physically idle during this time, even though our brains obviously have not been idle, but to have been physically idle has created a lot of pent up energy in a lot of salespeople that I know. So uh, what we want to talk today was really, let, let's take a look at, let's, let's presuppose, if we will, what 
things might be like in this run up to what we'll call re-entry. I've been calling it re-entry. So, you know, what's going to happen? And for me, like for those of us who sell promotional products, one of the things that's already become infinitely clear to us is this notion of PPE products becoming part of what we sell. So let's start there, Manny. Like when you think really from a, a reimagination perspective, my partner and I have had moment to, to, to look at each other in the last two weeks and literally lament about the knowledge that we have about what an N95 mask is versus a three-ply surgical mask. And Yes. Oh my God. I can't believe that this is what, what happened to us, but you know, I know. Like, we are definitely, we're definitely an alphabet soup of acronyms. Oh. You know, I mean, that's our industry. We love, we love our acronyms. And so is it, you know, N95, KN95 and who's got them and how many and the, the, the quantities that we're seeing, you know, that's, that's a whole other conversation or a head scratcher, I think, because we're seeing so many uh, emails come through and so many posts on the you know industry boards and things like that, people needing them, people selling them. And then most recently, uh, if you saw um, Tanya Angold's uh, uh, blog post about this, uh, what is it, spear phishing and how she was approached. And so knowing that it was... Um, and it was kind of a too-good-to-be-true approach of being offered um, N95 masks and some other, you know, PPE. Um, and so she followed it through with a little bit, every time looking at like, okay, this, this is, there's something not right. But uh-huh. I'm kind of invested now, right? Uh-huh, yeah, so she yeah. followed this whole process through um, and really just sort of uncovered this process that, 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 that we're all getting sent to us. And so it was just a really interesting read. And I, I actually am only halfway through it. So no spoiler alerts. I don't know how it ends, uh, <laughs> but it's a really interesting, uh, interesting read. So that's on the uh, promo kitchen actually had posted that. Like prior, we'd never sold anything that fit this category at all. So as we've been approached by um, customers to consider purchasing this stuff, you know, it really gave us pause because when I have a title called promise maker, I have to be very careful with the promises I want to make. And if this is a product category that I don't have a lot of knowledge about, mm-hmm. I just don't feel very comfortable. So there's that issue. And then secondarily, in this moment of tremendous need for these products, where do where does the salesperson come out on the on the moral? Do you, do you yeah. mark up the product? Do you pass it through without any margin yeah. at all? Like well, where, where do we come out on this? Decision? Right. It's, and I will, I will say that to me, there's also a tertiary issue to that where, you know, we have relationships with our trusted suppliers, our domestic suppliers who are, we we trust them and that's who we work with. We are seeing a barrage of direct overseas sellers that very well may be legitimate. I'm not delegitimizing that, but I don't know them. I right. do not, and especially with a healthcare-related item, I'm not willing to um, kind of like what you said, put my name, let alone the safety of the people who will be using it on the line, um, because I haven't done my due diligence. I haven't vetted that factory. I haven't done any of that. So for me, personally, I am very leery to buy any PPE from anyone outside of our true trusted suppliers with whom I've already worked because I know they've done the vetting. I know they've done the due diligence. And so my biggest fear when it comes to selling PPE is that piece, to be honest. Our whole industry has been predicated on safety and compliance. Mm -hmm. And when the demand for product is so great, 
the possibility of cutting a corner becomes a little more attractive, mm-hmm. but the stakes are so high when it comes to if you were responsible for something bad happening. Yep. And, and uh, our good friend, Danny Rosen, uh, I, I heard him, he coined a phrase. Um, one of the things that all of us have to really consider for ourselves in this equation is where did you come out on being either a helper, a hoarder, or a hustler? Yes, it's the greatest. greatest I one. love it. And, Very typical Danny, too. I love it. Right. And so for those of us who are helpers, our first inclination is to be cautious. Mm-hmm. For hoarders, the idea is accumulation, and it's somewhat of a competition mm-hmm. in their minds. And then the hustler says, I don't care. People need product. Damn the content. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do what needs to be done because there are people who are demanding product. Yep. Uh, Masks kind of have been the 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 evolution of what started with the whole hand sanitizer debacle, right? right? And what we just watched, as far as just miserable, awful behavior on the part of people within our supply chain. I, I can't remember which supplier it was, but I remember on one of the industry job boards, one of the executives of one of those suppliers coming on the board and pleading with people to stop being so mean. Yes. To their, yes, to their customer service people that they were literally having to send people home because yes. of the stress that this was creating and the environment and how toxic it had become. I saw that. That was so disheartening. And that to me is another piece of what we're all experiencing that, you know, we have the opportunity here and the need to be kinder, gentler, uh, softer versions of ourselves. You know, the person who's answering the phone, you have no idea. And this is every day. This is, this is an everyday lesson, but specifically in this heightened pandemic fear, you know, filled world that we're living in right now, the person answering the phone is working from home in, a, in an environment they're probably not used to being in on a daily basis. And so when you have someone attacking them for not having the answer, they haven't been given the tools because they're not in their normal working environment and you don't know what's going on in their family or you know, their health or anything. And so when I saw that, I was just, first of all, I was, I was devastated that people in our industry were behaving that way. Like how can, as a human to another human, that's, you just don't do that. Um, but I couldn't believe it got to the point where the teacher had to yell at the entire class because one kid was misbehaving. Like, we're be better than that, people. I was so... And really, yeah. isn't that a societal message for right now? Like, for as, sure. As we're all trying to get ourselves back to being able to uh, go back to life as normal. And one of the most interesting memes that I saw recently was the notion that like this is a group project and we're all being graded together. <laughs> yes, we're all being graded at doing the work. So don't be the one that doesn't do the work. Yep, <laughs> I saw that. And it's such, it's such a classic example of like, you know, just yep. the American spirit, right? We, the fabric of our country has been built on fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, right? right. So, right. I'm do what I want. <laughs> so, my, other favorite, my other favorite meme that I saw that's just come out recently because they're talking about how we are, because we're all behaving, you know, the, the curve is sort of flattening. So now they're talking about reopening slowly things. And I think the, the, they likened it to, okay, so the parachute has slowly, it, it's, it's slowing our descent, it's slowing our fall. Okay, so I'm going to take it off now. <laughs> like that one was my, it makes no sense. It's working. So let's undo it. No, no. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's just such a reflection of our society and how we're built. We are meant 
to be moving, mm-hmm. interacting, and participating with one another. It's just the way we're built, and it's it, it's the way it's manifesting itself. And is then, oh, for sure. And then if you translate that into the life of a salesperson, we don't sit still well. First of all, we can't talk without using our hands. <laughs> Secondly, uh, we can't sit still well. So I think we're we'll see in this sense. A, a change in how people are doing their sales. And I know that isn't you know, blinding glimpse of the obvious, but you'll either see people who will persevere and come up with new ways to reinvent the way they are reaching out, what they're doing and how they're running their businesses versus the people that will be like, okay, well, I can't sell anything right now. So I think I'll just maybe take a break and sit back and just see how this unfolds. And I think there's a happy medium because I think we do need to do a little bit of both, but it'll be interesting to see when we reenter the atmosphere, how those of us in sales um, are at the end of this. Yeah. And I think it, I think it's going to go back to that helper hoarder or hustler. Yeah largely will dictate the way each of us are going to behave when we've been given the, it's almost like the third grade last day of school. That's what it feels like third day, last day of school. So let's, let's, let's talk about tomorrow. So if, if tomorrow is the first day of, of summer vacation and we're going to watch the business of doing business begin anew, Mm -hmm. let's speculate a bit about, what might happen as a result of those restrictions being lifted. Like for, for instance, I'm just interested as can be in an, in office environments. Yeah. If you and I are going to see a flood of requests for masks. Right. I think we will. I think that masks are here to stay, you know, years ago, I think it was around 2014. I was having allergy induced asthma type breathing issues. And so I went through sinus surgery and I just, it was a, it was really nerve wracking time because I've never had asthma. I never had that. I've always had seasonal allergies. This was on a whole new level that I had hospitalizations. And I mean, it was a weird time. And so at the time, the, my physician and the infectious diseases doctor and the allergist, they said, you need to wear a mask. So especially when you travel. So I went to CVS and I got my box of my little blue surgical masks and and I'd wear them on every flight in traveling. And I mean, it was great on Southwest because nobody wanted to sit next to the girl with monkey cough. <laughs> nobody wanted to sit by me. So I had my a whole road myself. Uh, but half the time it's like, you know, get these looks and I wanted to put on there, you know, it's not me, it's you. Like, I don't want your germs. I'm totally healthy. I just don't want your germs. Um, and so I think we will see that part staying. I think people traveling will continue to wear masks. I think when it comes to a workplace, I think you'll see different, um, you know, uh, uh, sanitizing differently. I think you'll see, uh, you know, hand sanitizers and sanitizing wipes and masks, I think will become a part of our everyday vernacular. And I don't think that's changing. So the real question then becomes, if it becomes a part of our uniform, which is really what we're saying. It becomes a part of our uniform. Does it become a part of your brand or is it just a part of the uniform? And as I, as a consumer, ponder that question myself, I don't know if I went to Chipotle and the people behind the counter were wearing Chipotle branded masks, how I would feel about that. I'm, I'm still, I'm not sure. And there is a little bit of capitalizing on it that does seem a little gross. But someone's doing it. Everyone's needing it. And as long as you're not on that hustler end of it with profit, you know, profiting too much or you know, price gouging, and it's still a fair 
thing. And, and, if, and put it this way, if the ask is there and we're seeing an increase in the needs and the asks of it, then that's, I think, the decision's been made for us and then we know. Um, but if you're the one that's going out and trying to be creative and offering that right out of the shoot, that could be misconstrued as a little gross. Yeah, it could be. So a, it's a fine it, line. That what uh, Bill Petrie calls it the optics, right? The optics on that could be horribly wrong. Yes. Interpersonal. Think about the fact that if I can't see your fit mouth, I don't know what your expression is. Yeah. And so I, those of us who read body language in sales, it's going to introduce this incredible new dynamic of it's almost like playing poker because mm-hmm. you can't see any of the tells on this is what you got right here. This is it. In the eyes, yeah. right? And so I, I think that that too is going to be a really interesting evolution of our discipline is how to read body language without being able to see someone's mouth. That's so tough. In fact, I just had that comment uh, the other day. I did my, my grocery store gauntlet. You know, I had my yeah. lift organized by, you know, sections and aisles so I could get in and get out. And they have one-way uh, arrows in each lane so you can't pass each other. You know, I had my mask on and there was a gentleman who was, you know, a good 10 feet ahead of me and I'm waiting for him to finish reading the hamburger buns or whatever he was doing. And so uh-huh. then I could get what I needed and pass. And he had a mask on and gloves and I did too. And he said, he looked at me and goes, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, Oh, that's okay. I go, you can't tell, but I'm smiling. It's, you know, I'm smiling under here. You're fine. And it's true. He thought I was just standing there glaring at him, but I'm like, no, you know, patience, let's all be patient and kind. And, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, cha- it's challenging to not be able to read someone's facial expressions. So <laughs> interesting. So perhaps we may see those versions of the masks that have the clear, I, I mean, I really that think to me, gaining in popularity because of this issue. Well, but it's also, which I think is um, the reason that I think that I first heard about them was that for those who are deaf and hard of hearing, who read lips, for someone who lives them, it never would have crossed my mind the importance of that. Agreed. Um, Agreed. And then also with, with children in healthcare. So for a kiddo, a little kiddo, you know, when I, couple of my clients are uh, nonprofit children's hospitals. And so the child life team trying to explain a procedure to a little kiddo who can't have a family member in there. And it looks like the science, you know, the lab team from ET is coming in and these, you know, Kevlar suits and everything else, you know, the, the child life person is standing out there with a, with a bear explaining what the procedure is going to be. And she has to have a clear mask because the kiddo can't read her. I mean, it just, it has such a grand purpose that I think maybe that we should do the clear thing. Well, it's unique dynamics. I think it'll be interesting for you and I maybe four months from now to come back to this discussion and see where things have gone in the interim because it's literally a brand new world when it comes to a lot of that stuff. The other piece of it that I think will be really interesting and you tell me is the tea leave readers in our industry are suggesting that there's going to be a boom in signage that there's going to be, it's going to be vitally important for businesses to be able to communicate what the policies are with respect to however they're doing their business. And you can't expect that you're going to hand an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper to someone and that they're going to have it in their pocket at all times and memorize what the rules are. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting again, to see what kind of requests we get for signage. Right. And uh, the one that I keep hearing is no hugs, no handshakes. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Practice safe six. You're safe six, right? That's the hilarious part. So, I, I anticipate that being the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one to that, I will say that we've seen a lot of is 
you're a perfect example of that with your great uh, backdrop behind you for all of us that are doing more Zoom meetings and webinars and doing things that are online uh, to be able to promote your brand in a very subtle way or not necessarily subtle, but, um, you know, just in a very background way is great. And so we've seen an uptick in banner or a uh, uh, backdrop sales. I clearly do not have one. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah. But I mean, I think that's another one that we'll be seeing too. And that, that kind of shifts into the, the conversation into what happens when we reenter the atmosphere and what happens with this whole work from home. Right. I think, I think we'll see a lot of that stick around too. I think companies will realize that they can still run and be a efficient by not having everyone in the office at the same time or the, the, you know, the warehouse at the same time. And so I think that will also help mitigate the spread or uh, trying to keep workplace clean and so forth. I think by not having everyone back in the office, I think you'll see that work from home will be an option for a lot of people, if nothing else, a couple to a few days a week. Yeah. Well, a couple things. So one on the, imagine how a, sales organization of scale is going to have to change its sales training in a way to accommodate for the fact that this kind of activity, you know, video calls mm-hmm. has, you have to, a salesperson should be trained in how to effectively conduct and participate in a zoom call. Absolutely. And part of that absolutely should be the sales organization equipping that salesperson with something in the way of branding that allows that salesperson to appear as if they are at work. Absolutely. Um, the notion of rent for a business now has changed because there's a lot of people that just had to pay rent for an empty building. Right. Leases are leases and people have to spend the time in the places that people are paying the money for there to be places. But I think to your point that maybe we work, I work eight to two and you work two to 10 or maybe we have, you know, 10 people in the building for three hours at a time. And then those 10 people go home for the afternoon and 10 more people come in. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll see that even seven days a week on some situations where some people might appreciate having that opportunity to, to have days off during this, you know, the week versus the weekend and vice versa. I think you'll see sort of that rolling schedule with people. The, the notion of the workday, I think, it was already eroding Mm-hmm. And this just absolutely was the, the chainsaw to the bottom of the tree. That's going to really change the way I think businesses have to look at. The, way the other part to that, though, and the devil's advocate part to that is, while it is super, uh, most, most definitely, it's um, incredibly efficient and it's cost effective to not have to buy a plane ticket, to not have to have hotel car rental to go see clients. I hope that as we re-enter the atmosphere slowly, we will still do this. And I think this will be here to stay, but I don't think as salespeople that we will ever get away from, nor should we try or want to get away from the face-to-face, the personal, the in-person. Um, even though I can't hug you, uh, I still really want to, because that's just who I am. And we're real huggy in our industry. But another topic for another time is how many times has that ever backfired? But we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit that. But I think that, you know, that in-person, that personal touch as salespeople that we bring, we have to do that face-to-face. So we can't become uh, reliant upon this or stagnant, I guess. I believe that if we learn any lesson as salespeople from this is that when a prospect or a client gives you an in-person appointment, you need to cherish that. Absolutely. Because that's going to take on a whole new meaning that 
it didn't mean before. People's time has always been precious, but now a person-to-person interaction has an element of risk to it. And so someone granting you an in-person discussion is really a tacit um, display of trust on their part that they're willing to risk what that person-to-person interaction might create for both of us and still be willing to do it. So, so one, be prepared. (laughs) Don't wing it when you walk in, Uh, but also, you know, ask a lot of questions before sales 101, but be yourself, be genuine. And, uh, you know, you were born with two ears and one mouth, listen twice as much as you speak, I think, when it comes to. Yeah. And I guess the, you know, I've been harping this a lot lately, but I think one of the other big lessons that your average salesperson should try to learn in this process is the value of trust and where you are in your trust relationship with the person that you are interacting with should be the baseline of, of where you start your own, you know, perspective on the conversation. If this is a low trust, you know, we've not spent a lot of time with one another, then I need to be working on how am I going to earn your trust in a way that is going to be different than maybe it was a month ago. Well, and the thing is too, and I mean, we've, we can say this together. We've we've always repeated this here, you know, people will do business with people they know, like, and trust. And so if you're changing your tactic now, because we find ourselves in this unique time, this is stuff that you should have been doing all along. And if you haven't, now's the time to start and not be, you know, the, you know, slimy salesperson, you know, and, and only reaching out about that, reach out, check on them. How's their family? How, and make it a personal relationship that you met through business. And that's okay to have that because when it comes to a project that they're working on, somebody is going to get that first phone call. Someone will get the first phone call and what are you doing to ensure that you're the person that they think of? That's always been how I've approached my sales career. And, and that's, you know, I think the lesson number, you know, sales 101, be the, what are you doing to be the first phone call? Totally. And net more so now than ever, if you can't show your work, if you can't, you can tell someone all day long what it is that you want them to believe Mm-hmm. you don't have anything to back up what it is you're saying, you're going to struggle. So to your point, even if today is the day you make the decision that this is the pivot you need to make, do it because yeah, yeah. you need to get started on that, being able to show your work in that category. And until you make that decision, you can't get started on being able to show, show that work. So it's going to be, right. do you want to be the person that when we go back to, you know, back to work, so to speak, when we're back into the atmosphere, do you want to be the first person that they hear from that says, Hey, I've got a great deal on pens. (laughs) No, you don't want, don't be that phone call. You want to be the person that's like, um, you know, how are you now that you're back in the office? How's it going? You know, it's been so long, whatever, just, yeah, don't be gross. (laughs) Anything but salesy and gross. We'll just leave it at that. So Mandy, thanks for coming in. I think we have the makings of like, I might be having you back every now and again here. Oh, thank you. I love your perspective. So thanks for spending the time with all of us and uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Mandy was so insightful and I was really grateful that she was able to come in and spend some time talking with me and with all of you about things like masks and the role of a mask and what it's going to do to us in our interpersonal 
reactions to one another as we are doing our jobs and then, you know, the role of signage and the way pens are going to be different than they were in the past. I mean, there's just so much to consider as we all think about getting ourselves back into business. So really appreciative of Mandy coming in. If you found any value in that, please share it around to folks. Let people know about the series. We are just about ready to introduce a whole big set of changes that we're going to talk to you about here in the upcoming few weeks. So look forward to that. But in the meantime, please share this around, subscribe to the series and let everybody know about what we're doing so that we can continue to bring you the high quality content you've come to expect. Thanks.